We are live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Tailgate Takes Podcast. I'm Noggle, sitting here with Taylor and Mickey. Got Hank under the table being a pain in the ass. And our Brewers. They got the night off. They adjusted their game tomorrow so that they can make it to the Bucks game. Because it's game six when the Bucks are probably going to take her, just like I told you guys last week. And uh, I don't know. It's been a busy, busy weekend. I didn't get to watch much baseball. I got to hear the scores. You guys watch the games? Uh, yeah, I watched the Bucks game. Well, I watched the Bucks game too, but I didn't. You saw how much I really was interested. We are in a scenario right now that is because everything previous in our life since 2011. I think we all kind of thought we were going to get used to this thing of winning championships. And it definitely has not worked out. It's been a terrible 10 years as a sports fan in Wisconsin. And you're sitting looking at... It hasn't been a terrible... For winning championships. Well, yeah. For being really close. I know they're not easy to come by. But when, when Packers won in 2011, and I bet when the Packers won in 97, I bet people were like... Well, obviously, we're going to get used to this. This is going to be a thing because it appeared to be a thing. Well, there's no sure thing. That's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the one thing. I'm you saying can be we're the sitting best. here, we have a chance because if you could have told yourself in 2011, like, oh, I wish you could have gone back and just enjoyed that more because it wasn't normal or whatever, like when things like that happen, just got to soak in what's happening right now in Wisconsin. The Bucks are about. To win the NBA Finals, predicting it right now, they're going to close them out tomorrow night, Game Six. Well, yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Bucks in six. Yeah, that's what you predicted. It's for the culture. Hey, what do you think, Mickey? So I started off this Finals, and I told you guys I didn't watch first two games. Yeah, you're a communist. I played. I played a little devil's advocate there because I did watch, but I didn't watch to the extent of watching fully. It's more like turn it on. Watched like 10 minutes and they were losing, so I turned it off. You weren't that interested. Because, yeah, because when I turned it on, they were losing and they were playing shitty. Now, last three games, I've watched from the start the whole game. And it's yeah. been. You got onboarded into the Bucks season in the finals. Now you're, now you're in. Now you're obsessed. Well, the last three games got yeah. me in. Last I know, the game. same thing happened to me with the Nets series. I like. <clears throat> noticed that they were down 0-2 when I was like, God, are they actually going to lose? And I started watching. I was... <clears throat> that's how, That's when I started getting really aggressive with watching. I was <laughs> shocked... I don't think I've missed a full game since. ...that they won Saturday because I thought it was going to be a home-home... It is home, shocking. ...home winners until it is Game shocking. 7, and then Game 7, it's up in the air. Everything about what's happening is shocking. It's something... If they... Like, the last two years, you... Every time they lost, you were like, oh, my God, they cannot – like, they choke at the end. Well, and they've had these games. Like, Drew, Drew Holiday had, like, one of his worst shooting games of his career, and they won. Like, that's the type of game that you have to win is, like, when a guy like that has a terrible game, they win. Game <clears throat> game four was a perfect example of a game that they had lost many times in the playoffs when I've been watching the last couple yeah. of years. Where is they game seven? Game five. Where is game seven Phoenix. if there is a game – oh, so it goes back to Phoenix. 
That's why yeah. when when they won Game Five and you come back to six to Milwaukee, it's like this is this is your this is your dream scenario <clears throat> to win in Milwaukee. And it's I don't know. This happened. The Bucks did this once before. I think in twenty ten or twenty nine two thousand nine maybe. Like I'm thinking Solomon's time. They played the Hawks in a playoff series and won game five at Atlanta and came back for game six to close it and lost the last two. That's, that's you know, that's It was thing. heartbreaking. It, I was definitely in high school. What, what? John Salmons was like the star. So it must have been post-Michael Red. It, it must have been 2009. But it's... it's I'm like grossed out that I can't remember anybody else on that team. It's so John scary Salmons. to think the fact you can come back here and finish it out. And if it goes back to Phoenix in game seven, it's not... I mean, it's going to be a stressful, stressful... Game seven. I so mean, any game's stressful. Game. That's seven. the thing about the NBA playoffs. It's just have you and you've intensely watched the NBA playoffs in the past, yeah. right? Like, <clears throat> I don't think I really did. Well, the last two years, I quit watching after the Bucks lost. I couldn't watch the rest because I was too emotionally involved. But prior, I would like aggressively watch the NBA playoffs as like just a fan because the Bucks were never involved with it, and would get into. It. I didn't miss a game like that. Spurs. And uh, the Spurs and Heat series, where yep. Ray Allen hit that three. Like, I was aggressively cheering for the Spurs. I watched every single game of that. Yeah. Because I was back when I was a big LeBron fan. When Dwight Howard lost, that was back in, like, 09, lost the Magic. The big the big the finals. factor that in all these playoffs is you have a dominant player. Yeah, there's a, cons- dominant, there's a dominant player. But my point to all this is, like, the the dip, the changes in in these series are nuts. Yeah, like the Bucks were down 0-2. Everyone was doom and gloom, but I was like, this is normal. I feel like in the NBA Finals, boom, they come back third three two. You know how many times there's been times when someone's won a game five on the road, went back home and lost this shit. Oh yeah, easy. It's just it almost feels like we're already celebrating, and Don't I, I kind of feel like that again myself, but. That this is going to it, it's, we've gotten to the point now where if they lose this, that's going to be a absolute. I mean, will the fire fire what's his name Budenholzer come back? He'd probably be fired. I don't think he would be because I think they kind of. Just... I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We can talk about it if it happens. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we can talk about no, it. No, we're not talking about. No, we're not talking about the negative. We're not it's not about a the negative. negative. I would, I would, I would it's a say possibility. That, like we were just saying, there is no sure thing. All the reports I've seen is they're gonna once win, they but, won. Once they won the net series, he was pretty much solidified a spot. For yeah, whatever, year. whatever, dude. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because I see a scenario where that isn't true, but I don't even want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to even get this thinking. I mean, they're so close. So what are the keys to them doing this? They've won three in a row. Giannis has been – I mean, he took over the, those two games. Hey. The last two games, though, I mean, he's been I – mean, obviously, look at his box score. He's been – you know, he's still dominating, but he's not doing – he didn't – he did four back-to-back 40-point games, and you thought, my God, is he just going to run this whole thing down? Your big thing is you have to have – He's been a little back. Drew Holiday has to have his consistent defensive play, and you got to have consistency out of P.J. Tucker. And then you get – you know, you get some points out of uh, Bobby Portis, and as you say, Brooke Lopez doesn't have a shitty game. Maybe Brooke Lopez can come out and give you a 5-3. Yeah, the, 
the recipe is you get something you didn't expect from either Portis, Lopez, um, Connaughton, Connaughton, even like Bryn Forbes if he did something. One of those guys have, and honestly, maybe it is two of them have to give you something you didn't expect. Because lately it's been like Portis has been positive, and uh, I think I've, I'm, I'm more huge. I'm more Connington worried defensively. The- I would say defensively is their biggest key because if they can if they can hold Booker and Chris Paul down to have less than you know if neither of them drop forty, that gives us a really great chance. But then you can't you, can, you have can't to, have like, like Cam a, Johnson go off for. Yeah, high twenty thirty. You only, you have to assume Paul or Booker, one of them is going to do something crazy. One of them go will drop for forty, 30. probably. Um, you hope to God it isn't both of them. But even if it is, yeah, you just cannot let the you cannot you you cannot let Bridges go get twenty seven. That's what happened game two. That's how they won that. You can't and and Cam Johnson can't. Yeah, do that. But I they're just a, they're a superior team. I, I just remember Saturday. The the, the injury to Sarich, game one, that just got yeah, swept was, under was, the rub rug because it like happened in a blowout. He's a big big swing forward. That's been the that's been the difference. They've they they can take over the game when Aiton's out. Yeah. And Kam- Kaminsky, I mean, he's terrible. I mean he hit a big three Saturday, but it's er, Did he? Yeah. I can't remember if that didn't count though. But I didn't feel like remember. I was dreaming the whole time watching that game. But I mean, it's still he's not like a Sarich. No, Sarich is definitely a but, is like a legit player. But like he would have been a problem. I don't know. It's that play that Holiday made with the steal, and then it's like he comes down, he throws alley alley oop, and I'm sitting there like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then all of a sudden, Giannis comes out of nowhere and alley oop dunk. Uh, and one, but misses the free throw and gets his own rebound. Like that whole scenario right there was just like uh, that was a game changer. <laughs> yeah, that was a game because we it was nineteen or one nineteen to one twenty. The iconic moments of the last two games, and everyone's already forgot about the block yep. that Giannis had in the end of game four. Best four. block in the history of the NBA is all I, I agree. Heard. I would agree with that. It hasn't won anything yet. Okay. I would agree. I agree. It doesn't matter unless you win. And then that play might be even more iconic. Well, Giannis, Giannis, even the last two games hasn't been like he hasn't scored forty. Um, but he's had these insane plays at the end of the game. If he, I could see him going off game six because he hasn't gone off in two games. If he goes for forty-five, I mean, he just catapulted himself into just a different realm of a person. Well. The- just, he's gonna be a super. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna be the. What was people the are already his, that, his clips, his post game interviews are already going viral and shit. Like they want him to go, they want him to win this, like the well, world does. So, what he shoot for free throws? Giannis, he's been bad. He was, yeah, last game he was bad. But I seen a stat. He was gonna be like the first guy that scores. It was like averages thirty. 30, 10, and 5, and 50 or 60% shooting. So last, it's been awesome. 
doesn't turn the ball over. Like, that's a team they haven't been turning the ball over. The first quarter last game, they had they have five. The game before that, they only had four. Saturday. They ended, they ended the game, um, the last game, with only nine. So like, Saturday, he, had, he shot 364 from from the line. 36.4%. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good percentage for shooting free throws. But he's at... I'd take it for shooting threes, maybe. Yeah. Field goal percentage, 54.5, 68.2, 60, 57, 60. I mean, he's... Like you say, all of his shots are within the paint or, you know, close percentage. It's not like he's shooting a lot of threes, which is good because... Yeah, thank God. Well, he just, he's just dominant. His last three games, he's 0% from three. So he's either missed them all or he hasn't taken. I think he took one last game. And, yeah, I think he went 0 for 2 on game two or something. But still, the less you have him shoot threes and you're winning, I mean, the less you have him shooting threes, the better you're off, obviously, because he's yes. on the season probably under under 20. Under it's the, not good. At home, he's 28.6. Are you guys doing anything exciting for the game? Like, are you going to party it up tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and if, if they Killing win... Killing a chicken and roasting it. Jesus Christ. Right next to the TV and watching it on. Well, there you go. Whatever works. What are you doing? I don't know. Like, are you going to get fired up like you would normally, like, if the Packers won the Super Bowl? I'll probably go to a yeah. bar and watch it. I don't know. What bar would you go to watch? I don't know. I've watched. I guess Saturday. you can come to the chicken kill if you want. I guess Saturday I watched it at Old Town for a bit, and then we went to I went to Hammers, but when the other two were at the Ski Hill, I think because it was what Wednesday and the other one was what Sunday. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a fun week. What? Jesus, you can barely remember it. <laughs> well, I don't even remember. No, I don't even really remember last Saturday. Game. Saturday, I don't yeah, really remember. Yeah, it's hard game. to remember the games. I was fucking drunk. Jeez. But you saw my interest level. I'm not little bastard. Hank just likes to pull out like every shirt that I, that he can find. But you saw my excitement level. I I just can't get into it. I'm watching it, and it's it's good for the state but it's just not my cup of tea yeah we get it we don't need we don't even need the comment anymore well no but i'm just saying you actually got to see it you were like even like you don't if you're gonna be this way get the fuck out of here and it's like no no yeah but now you guys now now you can see why i just like i'm not you actually saw it you're not just having your opinion that you're full of shit you think i'm a closet watcher or something like that (laughs) oh you were a closet watcher but the thing is like Watching it at a bar. You did start watching though. There are so many people there that I can I know for a fact are not basketball fans, but just the fact that a Wisconsin sport or professional sport is has an opportunity to win a uh, NBA championship or any championship. It's crazy. They're all cheering. But I I didn't even see the block. Why? Because I was in your way or something? No, I that block on what was it Wednesday? Oh yeah. I, I fell asleep after they didn't call that foul on Booker. I was like, no, this is... just put you to sleep. Well, no, I was just like, this is this is why I can't stand it, part of it. It's just, they That was a bullshit no call. I mean, I, even me as not a fan, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. This is just set for the fucking Suns to win it. I don't know. It's kind of been a thing, though. It's, it's been getting late, and they haven't been calling, you know... They've been pretty leaning on fouls. 
but I mean, it's that that call was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. But it ended up not costing us, luckily. So, so what? So what are your three factors, or who are your three key players for the game tomorrow night? Well, Giannis, I think, is going to take the game over. He's going to be like the dominant star because. I'd say, you know, game four, Milton went for 40, so he was kind of the dominant star. Um, game five, Drew was just unbelievable. But they all were unbelievable. It was crazy. It was all three of them were actually playing really well, which is like the first time that's ever happened. Um, so, I mean, outside of the big three, the big three are the most important. I mean, if they just if they just go off, I mean, we're going to be celebrating. Now – if you operate under the assumption or the belief that they're not all three is going to go off, that there's probably going to be two of them, I think Middleton goes off. I mean, the way Drew's been going, he has a good game and then he has a bad game. So I don't know. I'm expect I'm not expecting what he did the other night, but he won a game for him, <clears throat> and he'll do he'll do a ton on defense and offense or on a on passing. So Connaughton has been the player that I think they just couldn't. They could not get that guy coming off the bench that's supposed to hit threes and play decent defense to play in the playoffs the last two years. That's one of the reasons why they've lost the last two years is because of their backup point guard play, and then they just could not get a guy off the bench to do something for them and could not hit shots. Like George Hill and DiVincenzo last year and the previous two years, I don't know, the names have changed. Darko Miritich the one year. Like, those guys needed to hit those th- some of the threes they had, and, the, and they would have won those games. Like, so many times you left the game and be like, wow, that bench did nothing. Like, nobody could hit a shot. Connington's hit these shots now to put them ahead in some spots. It's like big-time shots. You have never gotten that. Middleton's hitting big-time shots, like big-time shots. Nice wow. thing is they're using him a lot more on the pick-and-roll. Middleton, yeah. So it's as they should. It's they're they're opening up their game more, and they're he's getting in the pick and roll, and they're not knowing how to defend it yet. And and you hope they don't figure it out. And and another key is uh, Jeff T cannot see the floor again. He just can't. I'm sorry. Holiday's gonna have to play every single freaking minute of this game. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, when T is out there, I want to vomit. I mean, I, this, once again, I just named the two positions on the bench. They need a wing guy that can hit. Well, they, they they have such a good bench because they have Portis, and then they have Connaughton, who are both doing the roles that they're supposed to do. Like they're the big guy substitutes playing well, and that mid wing like shooter substitutes playing well. The backup point guard once again is letting them down because unfortunately, Divincenzo got hurt. But last year, George Hill was terrible. The year before that, I don't even think they didn't really have one. They realized Bledsoe can't handle it. Well, they kind of thought they picked it up with uh, DJ Augustine, and then they traded him away. Yep. And, I mean, he possibly could have been the guy, but you never know what he would have been like. I mean, he was kind of your veteran that you brought in, and then you, you know, trade him away. kind of annoying Tory Craig is, like, getting legit minutes for the Suns, and he could have had him, too. Yeah, he's got a ring automatically. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, but, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, but then you have, like, so Bobby Portis, we're going to be back in Milwaukee. He's been just, like, he steps out of the court the first time in Milwaukee. Everyone goes psychotic. Yeah. And they score. Well, his eyes fucking come out of his head. So, I mean, he could play a huge role. Yeah, Lopez think... still hasn't kind of Lopez still hasn't gone for like eighteen yet this series. Like, 
that's in him somewhere, but he's not getting much playing time. They kind of yank him out. I mean, I think they've kind of figured out their strategy is just having Giannis, Giannis and Aiton. I mean, it's recently it's been working, but obviously you got to attack. Aiton, you got to get. You got to get. It Lopez seems like you can attack Booker too because he's in foul trouble again. So, and I like the way they're using Tucker on him. I mean, I'd keep at it. I mean, obviously he's hitting shots. I mean, what do you what are you gonna do? That's the thing. These guys, they're professional athletes. You know, they're going to hit shots no matter what. But is Drew just that? Like, is Drew that special of a defender? Like, where he started just locking Chris Paul down? Yeah, but I think he's... And then he was on Booker a couple times the other night, and he shut him down. Like, is he just that good? I don't know... It's so hard to... What his... I know he... I want to say he's won uh, first team all defensive more than just this year. Well, I've heard people say that he's the best defender, perimeter defender in the league. But it's so hard to to judge that but he must be because <laughs> chris paul has turned into like a little boy he i, I think he might be hurt and that's the thing now that stuff comes out until yeah he's i mean what he's what he was doing game one and two and so and i said it after game one and two i'm like no way chris paul is this good like he's choked his whole goddamn life he's not gonna just figure it out now so chris paul or oh, not God, chris paul. knock on wood uh drew holiday all-star in 2013. He's got two um, all-defensive first teams, 2018 and then 2000 this year. And then uh, 2019, he was all-defensive second team. So he's won. He's been on defensive first and second team three years. So he is. He's, a, he's so the best point guard defender. 2020 was the only year he wasn't on there. Hmm. But otherwise, three out of the last four years. I also don't like It's just, you know, it's so hard to judge defensively and stuff. But he must be exceptional. He does so much stuff. Um, even that you see that, but just the fact that Chris Paul's stats have just completely flip-flopped. Well, I think the biggest thing is when you have in, in the, the big factor was like with Seth Curry, they said, if you have a, a defender that will dog him and then turn around and make him guard that guy, you're just going to get tired and your shots going to get weak. Like you're fatigued. So that was their big thing. Like with Steph Curry is you have somebody that can dog him, like a Drew Holiday would dog him, and then he'd have to turn around and he'd have to dog Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday could put up points. And he Otherwise, do- he'd like, just, just be taking sit and watch him play defense. He is literally just dog. I mean, it's crazy how close and how like how attached he is to his guy. He's pretty much wearing his jersey. Yeah. But otherwise, he's just so chill too, and like his shots smooth. That's what I, we don't talk about that enough. Like the three guys that are like the stars of this team are so chill. I mean, there's they're, so many NBA guys that are just like weird. They do weird stuff. All three of these guys are just like PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is, is crazy. He's an insane dude, and he's gonna be a he's gonna be a. But legend he's one guy that if you were to have on your team, I mean, like I would not want him. A, Going against me, I'd want him on my team. Yeah, just well, the way he, yeah, for sure. Like, I hate, I've always hated him. Like in previous series that he's been in, if you were uh, getting a fight, you'd want that guy on your team because yeah. that motherfucker go nuts. That's, but then they needed that kind of player too, bad, and that was huge. But but that's the thing is like, so you got Drew Holiday. But he hasn't been like that. He hasn't like. I mean, he he was such a big part of the Nets series, but since then he's been kind of, you know, he doesn't even get that many arguments or anything. He's just a guy that's gonna go out there and dog you. He yep. he'll literally give you zero points, and he maybe hit you a three or two. I can't imagine he's like doing well with Booker though. Like, 
I think if Drew's on Booker, Booker's a different player. Because, dude, he's a he's a forward, and you're asking him to guard like a really good two. Yeah, but I don't know. I would say it's a lot harder to guard KD than it is to. Yeah, but it's just diff. Like, but KD's a lot. Like, yeah, KD's but a his, lot longer. Yeah, and he's so not as he's, he's not as like vertically quick and stuff. Like KD's quick, obviously. I'm not saying he isn't, but like if PJ, like PJ probably has the feet to stick with KD. He just doesn't have the feet to stick with Booker, and that's a big difference. That's why you don't. I mean. Yeah, Giannis guards. Giannis just guards everybody well, though. I mean, I'd just have Giannis, I'd, you know, have him stick to the paint. That's the best option we have. Yeah. Him versus Aiden. Just because, I mean, they're about the same, they're about the same size, like, body, like, length-wise and stuff. But Giannis is way more freak of an athlete. And it just gives you that whole mismatch if Giannis and, and Aiden go against each other in the paint. Or if he has to go. Well, it doesn't seem like Giannis wants to go against him too bad offensively. It seems like you need to get him in foul trouble, and then Giannis goes crazy. Or if Giannis gets a good matchup with somebody else, then he's really aggressive. I mean, I think that's a big thing, too, is right there is what are they going to call in in tomorrow night's game? Are they going to be picky, or are they going to let him go? Because if they're going to let him go, and then the fouls don't get, you know, if they're not in foul trouble. I, I really haven't had an issue with the fouls, honestly. I think it's been called pretty well. Besides the stupid stuff that happened with, like I said, they've been getting later in the games and they've been letting stuff go. Like, there's some things that you know you could probably call it, but you know you, they let it go both ways, and it's just scary. Like that whole Drew Holiday play, or I was just kind of worried that they'd call a foul on that or something. Like maybe call a body or call Drew for getting him on the hand or something. I mean he didn't, but you just don't want to. You know, have a ref maybe see something that he thought he might have saw or something and calling it, but but like I say, well, otherwise I hope the, to God the refs aren't involved in this miss, game. But... I really hope that because it, that just ruins stuff. This has been a, a pretty phenomenal series. Just even people like I would have loved watching this series back like when I didn't have a, a team I was really rooting for. I'm not sure who I'd be rooting for right now, but Giannis is like if he wins. And he's great. He's he's gonna win the MVP. And he just went through. He's going through the exact same thing all those guys went through, like LeBron and like Michael Jordan, Kawhi even. It's just a booster. Well, it's like you lose heartbreaks, heartbreaks, heartbreaks for years. Like he deserves it. And that's then you for just sure. Break through, and it's a different world. Because he, what was that back in two thousand and. Was it eighteen? He said. Some he said uh, he's sticking to, or he doesn't backstab. Not like that. But well, like, two thousand and thirteen. His hearts with the box. Two thousand thirteen. Chris Middleton and Giannis were on the same team, and they won fifteen games. Yep. If they win on Tuesday night, they won sixteen games in the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's kind of a cool little. I seen Middleton was Middleton and. That Keldon Johnson, the only two guys that have ever played in the G League or the D League, whatever whatever one it is. Middleton, if Middleton goes off and wins Olympics. this game, I mean, he's going to be a star now. What he just did in the playoffs, I mean, if he, if he if they can finish this, he's going to be a star. <laughs> See, I think the big thing too is is if well, you he win, should be a star for the contract he got. If you win, if they win this once again, this gives you this gives you the ceiling to be able to bring guys in. To show I people so. like, hey, we can do it. Well, j- at least fill those those 
those bench players are so important because you're probably going to lose P.J. Tucker and then just filling in, like, get just go after and get somebody who can play point guard. Please. Well, you got Drew, but you can have a guy come in a and backup, be your backup. I'm yeah. saying. But, like, I think the thing is, you're, now you're going to, if you win, you have the opportunity of guys coming in on veteran contracts, like, you know, like back in the day, like a Kyle Korver. You know, he'd come in, play off the bench. We had him, yeah, and we got need, rid of him. I would like one of them, too. What did we have him last year? I, but I think all of them are like, uh, only, well, they have Connaughton locked in, so hopefully he kind of turns into a Kyle Korver. And he's been really doing really well on offensive rebounds. You have your starting five back. But you're gonna Dante. lose. Yeah. yeah. You're starting five with, with Dante. They might and they, they might make a move, man. They might move on with without him. PJ might he might go get who knows? He could get, he could go get paid, yeah. I don't think they're gonna pay him. No. I mean I think he'll <clears> he'll just take a you know, he'll go get a lot of money. But Bobby Portis might get paid. I think this is a one year deal for him too, right? Uh I wanna say he's back. I thought the last I don't time know. I looked. I mean, you're going to get some of these guys that take cuts. I don't know. It seemed like they always did after championships. People they kept the team together pretty well, but yeah, and you might have you might have them letting guys go because. But you got people like Bobby Portis. I don't know if Bobby Portis ever really got paid yet in his career. Like he kind of has to go get paid. It's same with. Uh, I feel like it's the same with uh, the other one we were just talking about too. PJ Tucker. I don't. Oh. I don't know if he's ever gotten a big contract before. So PJ's gone, and then Thanos, or Giannis's brother. He, is he gone? Yep. Oh god, that's gonna be awkward. And they're gonna like sign him. Jeff Teague. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is gonna be gone. So that's three guys. That's it. Yeah, Bobby Portis. He's got next year. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, that's cool. So after next, so next year, Bobby's gone. Dante's gone. Bryn Forbes. Brent Forbes should be gone after this. And then a bunch of guys that don't. I mean, he doesn't even sniff much. the floor anymore, I guess, though. So, but. Pretty crazy how, like, how uh, different these lineups have, have changed throughout the playoffs, too. It's crazy to think the Bucks are still paying John Luer and Larry Saunders. And then next year they'll pay John Luer and Larry Saunders, and then they're done with dead money. Larry Sanders. Why are you calling him Saunders? That's how people are saying it. Larry no. Saunders. No. That's S- how I've heard people say it. Larry Saunders. No way yeah. people say that. I'm going to see if I can find a YouTube. Pronounce people, him in a game. I, I just don't think that that's right. Larry Sanders just doesn't sound right. <laughs> yes, it does. Your weird version does not sound right. Like Saunders, like the old coach of the Timberwolves? That's spelled yeah, that's S-A-U. That's how you're pronouncing Sanders. Yeah, now, I'm, now it's sounding wrong. Thinking of, yeah. You're saying I'm right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, don't hurt your brain on this one. I mean, you got to move on from it at some point. Well, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to look for it because I know I'm wrong. But... It's going to be a good night. I think it's. I think we're going to be able to celebrate at the end of it. 
unless bad stuff happens, and I don't even want to think about it. Good juju all the way. Let's bring it home tomorrow. Come on! Come on! We need it. Have the Brewers win, then have the Bucks. You guys want bring me to watch home. tomorrow? Well, you yeah, just keep you doing what you're doing. To, man. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'll just have it on. They can be there. All right, whatever. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't... I don't yeah, even, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are even just talking about the last 15, 20 minutes. I don't these players. I don't know them. I just okay. But yeah, we get it. Go Bucks. Yeah, I'll, we get I'll it. I'll say it. Go Bucks. We get it. I said it though last week. Bucks and six. They'll pull it off. They no. are the better team. Speaking of uh, six, actually seven. Brewers are up seven games in the NL Central. Funny how that happened again. Big sweep. <sighs> Huge Big sweep. Sweep. I mean, I'd still go back to that the last three games. Like, I wish you had had one of them. But it's like even the they threw Hauser Friday, and it was kind of like, man, you're coming off, you know, the break. You got Woody hadn't thrown since what was it Sunday? I think he. Well, threw. I would assume he's setting up that rotation to mat to mesh well at, at in September. And he had Burns through two innings in the All Star game. What was that Tuesday night? So yeah. But I mean, he came back. Yeah. Whew. Oh, wow, he looked The boy's insane. I mean, I was watching a little bit up in the press box yesterday, like what I could see, and he he's ridiculous. Well, it's it truly is a new season after the All-Star break, and you almost like kind of hold your breath, like hoping that the players who were great for you in the first half continue. continue. Yeah. J.J. Hardy, <laughs> 27 yeah. home runs well, first half, ended up with 28, I think. Yeah, it just fell apart, and it's like, oh, yeah. Cor- it's I mean, terrible. Corbin? Is back. I mean, Woody. yeah, that was so big for me because like the All Star game, I like you never know if the All Star stuff like messes with him too. Well, he only did. I mean, yes, he gave up the couple I runs, know that, but, but he, he was... only gave up the one shot. And I, I'm sorry, but pe- people are hitting or uh, Vlad Guerrero is hitting balls like that off of everybody. Listen, I'm not saying that I thought he should feel bad about himself. I'm saying that you don't never know how that a player is going to react to an all-star game. Yeah. Kesson Heroes out posting pictures of his girlfriend in the oh, desert. Yeah. And so I'm glad he's, I mean, it's I'm good glad he's ultra he's, focused he's gone. still. And he's done. Yeah, he, he might be done. The realistic, realistic thing is whatever the Brewers do at the deadline, if they do anything. they What do you mean if they do anything? Wouldn't you be beside yourself? Yeah, but like if, you, if they don't address like – first base i think that they would address third base if anything no i think jace first Peterson, base is the wildly issue plays no because you just had jace play there the other day he cannot be he cannot be like well you're gonna have pork chop coming back yeah when he's coming back and then you're gonna have him until <sighs> like the next week or so Les, whatever so he's obviously so not paying here is done no but the thing is, you can't have two lefty first basemen. That's going to be a problem. There's, yeah, there's no way Vogelbach and Talese are on the team. So that's there's why I no think way. one of them is going to get traded. With I would trade one of them and Hera. I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting to see what somebody would give you for Keston. Yeah, is he, what's his value even? Considered? Because he hasn't done anything. For two years. Yeah, he's not. Like, what would you get for Yelich right now? I don't know. He hit a homer yesterday. I don't know, but the thing about Keston is how many years or six. I don't know because if you're going to get up on Keston, I mean, are we gonna, ever going to look at Yelich then? Well, I, I, might, I know Keston's even worse, but he's doing way worse. I know that, but 
I don't know my okay Yelich is doing average so that below average yeah but, I mean six home runs dude but I think he's he's more productive because he can actually play a defensive spot Keston, and he gets Keston, on base all the time. Keston doesn't even have a like an actual spot that's what I said he's average now yeah, Keston is like shouldn't be in the big leagues right now no it, well, Keston it's hard to give up on a guy but, like we, but they both drop from Yelich drop from being a superstar to average that's a big drop Keston's gave what him he, one good year well. Maybe he was having somebody banging on trash cans too. You never know. I mean, you just look at all that stuff that happened with all that and how many guys got away with things and how many guys aren't the same after all that shit now. And Yeah, it's like the only way the Brewers can have superstars is they're cheating. But he's also had a back <laughs> problem, and once these guys get back problems, they're not oh, the same. I mean, same. he's having the exact same career path as Braun. And I always, I'm still, I still have just that thought in the back of my head that he is mentally... Still afraid in the box. Okay, if that's the case, then we're screwed. Because he takes so many pitches that are just like, what are you doing? Like, you were the MVP and, like, could have been it again. And now guys are, like, just like, fuck it. I'm just going to attack the zone. He can't hit it. He's not going to hit it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, they're, I'm gonna, I can get ahead of him because he's going to take. I mean, he works walks and stuff like that, but guys aren't afraid of him anymore. No. They're, they're like, he's afraid of me. I mean, it's it. he's at least getting on base. He's doing some productive things, and he plays he plays pretty solid D in left field. So he's not a he's not a liability. I think if like Willie Adamas can continue doing what he's doing, I mean that kid's a freak. He was just voted Player of the Week in the NL. Well, he batted six eighty. Yeah, he's insane, and that's and that's great. I hope that continues. I think that was a good move. Very good. Move. I think the well, biggest thing with like Yelich, if you if you don't like him. The production he's giving, move him around in the lineup. Don't keep him at the two yeah, or three. He doesn't yeah. have to, doesn't have yeah. to bat at the top. Bat him seven. Yeah, it's just it's just depressing because you look at the team, you're like, what do they need to trade for? And it's like, it's well, how about the best trade ever if Yelich just became – because, like, in your head, you're like, they just need a good hitter. Like, they just need another, another good hitter because they have, like, one right now. One of the things I was just reading was... And Adamas still. I mean, he's never proven he can sustain this, but if this is the first time ever, that'd be cool. I mean, Colton, he's not played a full season. He's probably played, what, half? <clears throat> I mean, he's hitting 290. He's productive when he's in there. If he's in there, yeah. But, like, I was reading some other things this this afternoon, and uh, one, one name that I heard the other day, and it popped up again in this, was Max Scherzer. Because he is a free agent next year. It'd be like an insane rental. He's got like a 2.62 ERA. Yeah. I mean, if you had the four horsemen, I mean, that would be. I don't be... think they would. I don't know if they'd keep it a four. I feel like they'd, it'd be, they'd do a three and then one would go to the pen. No, 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 no. You don't go, don't, you don't go to three. I don't think you'd have to do that. I they think don't you go just go four horsemen. I think you could go to three because you have so many days off. You, that... They might like they are. Like, they might like this. Like if you get, if you get in a. If you got in a one, but if you scenario, had Scherzer come in, you go, you would run a four. You'd have to. Yeah, you 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 aren't gonna. Put, and you'd have four guys ready to go on like other games they didn't even start because they all would be up to bat. Like in a legit game six seven, you have four. Yeah, you had four starts, but you also have four dudes who are gonna come in too right now. But if you kept, yeah, if you ready yeah, in bring Peralta in for an inning, if you in release, I would say if you kept. On an off day, he'd be electric. If you went out and got Scherzer and you didn't get another pen guy, I would say you have to go to three. Because I 
cannot rely on the pen. Well, well they're we'll not see, going to have to. Until. We'll see what happens with Devin Williams. If Devin Williams is okay, they said it's just a 10-day IL. He'll be back. But you hope that's not a nagging injury now. He just keeps I think he up. has to go get some relievers. He's, oh, I... And like I'm not saying that I think this is going to happen. It was just a name that keeps popping up that I've like now I've heard multiple times, and it's like no, I know, but that's that that is a theory. It's like what do you do? Do you try to fix a bad spot or well, do you double down on your best spot? The other one that I just about creamed my pants was Chris Bryant. I've been seeing Eduardo Escobar. If he wasn't, and, and if he wasn't and with I've the Cubs, Eduardo Escobar. If he wasn't with the Cubs. They would have to be linked to him way more aggressively. But like the whole the, the article whole I was reading, I and like, and it says it. I mean, it's true. <clears throat> the Cubs don't have a choice. When is point. the deadline? T- uh, July thirtieth. Well, they have a choice. I mean, they're not they're not going to compete now. The Brewers are the most logical. But they're giving you a rental. He's a rental. No, yeah, for sure. So it's like they're they're not going to have to play him next year. They they have to deal with him for what yeah. two series this year. So be it. Let him. He goes and wins, and then he goes off to the Dodgers or the Mets. But I see the Mets are really like fishing for him. But I, I even looked. I, I can't remember the players, but it's just, it's three prospects that was in the trade for who? For Chris Bryant. I was like, come on! Like I, I would love. Burn. I almost think it might come from Stearns more. Where it's like I don't want to sit and watch these prospects like burn me for the next ten years. Well, he's just he just keeps making little. Ah, we're going to, like, the Willie Adamas thing. I mean, that, that panned out unbelievably so far. He will make three trades similar to that it, Yeah, and, during this deadline. And see, he'll probably make three other ones that are smaller. And then the, the other one, too, is Trevor Story. But he's a shortstop. What are you going to do? you going to take take that away from Adamas? Like, no. I'm not right now. No. I'm keeping, this guy's our we're, shortstop. This is our yeah. This is our staple well, right you here. You almost like start building the team around him the way he's going. The right way he's now. going, and everybody feeds off him. I mean, he's a great. Well, if he is what guy. he's doing right now, he's he's like a he's like a superstar shortstop. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you see that thing the other night when he was mic'd up and he was like singing and he was just talking shit? Yeah. I think they were, I think he was talking to that India from the Reds. It was just. I mean, he'd walk around. He's. He reminds me of Carlos Gomez. 100%. And I know they're like their buddies and everything, and that's great. It's, I'm sure Carlos told him, you're going to love Milwaukee. Yeah, he did. That was a story when he came. So I see, seen the, they're saying that Jose Ramirez was unlikely to be dealt unless overwhelmed by an offer. And they're saying that the Padres are pushing hard for Gallo. Yeah, the Brewers aren't in any rumors, but you they ne- they never are, and you don't ever know what he's doing. It's anyways. hard to find them. Yeah, it's hard to find like what they're linked to. Yeah, because they were linked to like the big ones in the past, but but it's it's just kind of something when you hear names like Max Scherzer, Chris Bryant, it's kind of like if this happens, they're going like all in. They have to go all in. I agree. But I mean like it's you can't, not you can't have these three pitchers pitching the way they're pitching. It's not just taking not a shot on. and going and getting some you know guy hitting 260 but has a track record of like a 207 batting average. Like And I was I was against you guys. I think ooh, 2019 or something last time they were like pushing for the playoffs hard and you were wanting them to go for it and like make a big trade, and I was like, I don't think so. This team isn't gonna win. Now I'm like, they have to go. For you it. have to do it. You have you the pitching that this team has. You have to do it. 
You don't know what you're going to get out of Hader ever again. You don't know what you're going to get out of Devin Williams. You don't know what you're getting out of those starters. Well, everybody's a year older the next year. So it's like you don't – time time runs out. Either way, you're not getting up, giving up those three – the three starters you have control of are for you. You can build any team around them. Your offense is pathetic, okay? So Let's, unload all your infield or what all your offensive talent in the minors and some of those pitching minors because you can piece together a team for these – for these three starters, they're going to consistently be this good for the next four years. Well, they're piecemealing it together right now, and they're like the third best yeah. team in so the NFL. So why worry about it? Just unload them. Yeah, no, unload I, them. And if they, if I mean, if you get one guy that just a Chris Bryant or a my God, how much CJ Crone or how much one of them the, kind of guys can just put the team like over the edge. I I don't know. I'm I feel. Ultra confident in my 94 wins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they exceed that right now. I mean, they find a way to win. They got into that extra inning game the other night and just find a way to do it. Well, is Jan, John Dell or Yandel Gustav? I mean, he pitched well. The guy that they just picked up from the pod. Pirate, or the Pirates. Or the, was he the Giants? Pirates. I, I thought he was a Giant. Came with that uh, Troy Stokes trade, I think. Because they traded for... Or they who'd they trade? Oh, they traded a minor leaguer for. It was like a minor leaguer swap with this guy included. And it was kind of nice actually too for the Brewers. Is today they already have a day off, and then tomorrow they got a three ten or whatever. Second half of the season schedule is much kinder. And they got Thursday very, well, off. they went through the gauntlet. They played yeah. the Dodgers and the Padres and all them guys. Yeah. I mean, and they had to go out west, and I mean, and and they weathered the storm. I mean, against the Padres, I think they were four and four. Or maybe five and three. I, they might have won the whole series, I guess, throughout. But I mean, not... they have. So the, the Royals series. I mean, the Royals are not great, but we have we've had trouble with the, or the AL. The White Sox series is gonna be tough. I'm going to that game Friday. It looks like it's gonna be Lucas Giolito and Adrian Hauser. But I I was told or heard that. Peralta is going to make his appearance during the White Sox series, and he's not listed on here. So I'm hoping that he play or he pitches Friday night. That'd be a good well, matchup. La- is it Lauer tomorrow? Yeah, Lauer tomorrow, and then how or Anderson? Anderson. Ugh. Isn't but it's weird. There's that's like that's what they're throwing out there. That's five guys. Then you get the so players giving Woody and Peralta and, big rest, and thing. there's no Peralta yet. We haven't seen him yet in the second. Has half. Woody pitched? Woody 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 pitched uh, through Saturday. He's thrown oh. on Saturday. So there's, they're giving Peralta the big break then. Yep. Yeah. And it's just kind of well, their big we thing is they're trying him. to limit his innings. Why would you not do half? that, Nagel? They're up in seven games. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying we haven't even seen him yet. And we're not going to see him tomorrow. We're not going to see him on Wednesday. Whatever. Bring him back in a month for all I care. Well, I don't want to do so that. So then they got the Braves. If they think that's what's going to be best for them, whatever they got to do. Compete. You got to compete. Again. They made, Keep they, that mentality. They made uh, comments that since they're up seven games, they can give their pitchers longer breaks. And I, I understand that, but still, you want to keep them in their same rhythm. Like, keep yeah. them doing – what they do all year long. I mean, don't cha- you don't have to change it up and make it all fucked up. I mean, just it's not broken, so you don't have to fix anything. We don't have to make any other adjustments. They get enough time off right now with the, with the rotation they're throwing out there. So you and got- I'm fine with it, but it's like 
I just don't want to all of a sudden now you got a guy that hasn't pitched in like well you don't want to lose like twelve seven days. In a row. Well, you, but you don't want a guy that like hasn't pitched in twelve days comes out, gets lit up, and then it's like oh shit, all right, well we'll give him another like he'll wait till eight day eight and throw again. And then he goes out, gets lit up. Then you try to bring him into the five man because you're like wow we got to get back to normal because we're starting to lose a couple games here. Don't want it to get out of hand. Comes back in, can't do that. I mean, you're mentally fucked. You you got to keep them. Well, maybe or maybe a hard game, man. You got to stay in rhythm. You got to. It's it's the same. You can lose. You can lose your lose your arm slot. You can lose your grip. You can lose any of that. Your velocity from just sitting around. I know you throw. Yeah, I know you can, but they're obviously different. Yeah, but they're obviously doing this for a reason. Well, I. So I'd say August is their big, their biggest month. Well, they got their Giants. Nine, nine, nine of their next nineteen games are against the Pirates. Nice, but they got the Giants in there, the White Sox. They got the Giants on well, the White Sox are this weekend, but they got they got uh, the Giants, Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals, Nationals, Reds, Twins, Giants. I'm going to the Giants. I'm going on the Sunday, I think. So it's Sunday or Saturday. It's going to be, it's a month that, you know, you finish out the rest of this month decent. And like you said, you get the Pirates the next night of the 19 games are against the Pirates. So if you win those series, you're doing really well. So if you go six of six and nine of those series, you get the Reds again. We don't have too many against the Reds. That's a good thing. We got a lot, of, a lot with the Cardinals. I'm okay with that. We got. There's one, two, three, oh, four series left. Four series left with the Cardinals, which isn't bad. It's gonna be a good, good end of the season. It's going to be a good second half. I'm looking forward to it. I'm and, really and, hoping. And I'm super confident if, if we keep a six-man rotation, and that's only if Lauer and Anderson keep it up, but you go into the postseason with that kind of rest and those in, innings limitations, you're going to be just fine. You should be. Well, They ran people on limits before. Who was it you were listening to when you got here? Oh, you want me to play it? I mean, it, he he says it spot on. I mean, it's you get to the playoffs and you got guys like that. Show sponsor Bed Rivers. The LA Dodgers are the favorite to win the back-to-back World Series champions championships. The Dodgers at plus three eighty. Then we've got the Padres plus seven fifty. The aforementioned Mets plus eight fifty. The Giants, who are in the series right now against the LA Dodgers, plus nine fifty. And the Milwaukee Brewers at thirteen hundred. Out of the four teams that I just gave you, which one do you think is the biggest? Uh-oh, we lost him. But he's going on asking and saying, who do you think is the one that can challenge the Dodgers? Brent to the L.A. Dodgers in the National League, and why? Well, I actually think the Giants have a chance to win the division. I think they're legitimate. So for the Dodgers to get into a one-game winner-go-home wild card against the Padres, that is dangerous. And I know they, they definitely want any, any team who wants to stay out of that game, but especially the Dodgers... But I think the Giants are being underappreciated a little bit. Uh, to me, they're sustainable what they've been doing. Their pitching staff, there's a ton of ground balls. You 
with their offense, but they don't have to score a lot of runs because when you get into postseason baseball, you have to beat teams by getting them out in the strike zone. You know, finesse pitchers don't do so well in the postseason. You can't be pitching around people and putting people on base with walk. The Brewers have three starters and at least three relievers who will come after you in the strike zone and get you out. Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, especially those three guys. So you could be looking at a series against the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't care if you're the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, whoever. They could just pitch their way through you and just kind of bully you with their fastballs and, uh, you know, challenging you in the strike zone. So to me, I think postseason, the Brewers are probably a scary thing in the postseason than they are in the regular season. And honestly, it's – that's what I've been saying. You got those three starters. That's what every team wishes to have when it comes to the – MLB playoffs, you have got to go all in. I mean, teams who have won World Series with less. And and mostly, recently, it's been the pitching. You got, I mean, it's hard to say because the Dodgers, too, they've also had really powerful offenses. But you look at a lot of the past teams, it's all about, you know, their pen and their starting rotation. Yeah, they have powerful powerful offenses, but they don't score either in, in the playoffs. Right. You know, they're just they're – just, winning these close battles because their starters are just maintaining the other team's starters and then they eke it out in the end. But it's... Well, I think hitters must just press too much in the playoffs where, I don't know, it's always like that. Like, holy... Scores are always down. Holy's Chassin was just like... Jolice? An ace there for a little bit. Love to grab his crank every pitch. Oh, he just rip it off. It would, he like would he not stop. It Love it when he did it against the Cubs. Though. Oh yeah, all just the shove time. it I mean, right just... in Weston's face. I mean, how much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he would deserve that too. I wonder how he's enjoying the season. Well, I hope he's given up. He should have given up. How oh, they've they've actually won two in a row. The Cubs have. That'd be funny if they just kind of stick in it so they don't end up trading anybody. Make me sick. I don't know. I think it'd be funny. Why would it be funny? Because they they don't gain because then they would like I, dude. Well, if they don't, yeah. I mean, if they don't do anything, I'm terrified to, of them unloading everybody and just bringing home a haul. Like that's that's what I would do if I were them. But you're taking a risk on prospects, and it's like if you have, I know that, but you would get you would get like you hope you do like next year people that are starting. But I think the thing you is hope for them, you do. they'll get prospects that they know are gonna they're they're gonna play next year. Like a lot of these prospects that are coming up now, they're. They're guaranteed to be something, but you can get some guys that you're thinking like, "Oh man, this kid, this kid's gonna be like a Vlad Guerrero Jr." And it's like, well, it doesn't think that, always happen. I don't think so. No, but like when you make these deals and you're thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna, we want did their Vlad, best prospect." Did Vlad Jr. get traded? He isn't gonna get traded. No, he didn't get traded in the, in in the minors either. Well, no, he's he wasn't there very long. Exactly. No, but those these, guys but, don't get traded. But, uh, but what I'm saying is like, there's some guys that. Yeah, they get a change of scenery or something, but sometimes they never really even pan out. We've yeah. got where's Corey fucking Rayben? He's was gonna be he was gonna be this outfield just superstar. I would say the top big 10 prospect. What's he even doing? Prospects are probably guaranteed to be to turn out to be a at least average MLB player, at least. I would I say necessarily because like they have they have people that are like still really young that get rated high like Garrett Mitchell got drafted no, last top year. ten prospects in like all of MLB oh yeah 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 for sure for so like sure. if, if 
if you're saying like a top 10 prospect gets traded for like a Chris Bryant or Javi Baez or whatever, I would say they're guaranteed to at least get one player that's going to turn out to be a, a probably a pretty decent player. I wonder how much they get for Garrett Mitchell. I mean, he has, he has blown onto the scene. What's Bryce Terang do? Yeah. Like Bryce Terang's projected there for next year. Shortstop, second base. I don't know where he's going to be playing. Do the Brewers have any in the top 100? I doubt it. Just looking at the top top 10, like that Wander Franco, he came on the scene. His first hit was a homer. That Adley Rushman from the Orioles. And this, I guess the only one that hasn't panned out so far is Kellenick for the Mariners. But so- he's back up now. So in this this article that I found that has the Brewers acquiring Chris Bryant, the trade would be catcher Mario Feliciano, yeah, Tristan Lutz, Ooh. and right-handed pitcher Zach Brown. So I don't think the Cubs would take that. That would only be your fifth prospect. Milwaukee's number five press prospect. Tristan Lutz is twelve, and Brown is eighteen. Wow, I don't think they would take that. I would give it. But the problem is you don't, it sucks because you always are looking for catchers, it seems like. And if he really is projected to be up in the bigs next year, Mario Felicia. Did he get time this year? I don't think Mario, so. Mario? He got, he got like two games in the majors. Yeah. Because they were dicking around with Jacob Nottingham. Yeah. and I. Is he playing anywhere? Nottingham? He's with the Mariners. Is he really? No. Yeah, he I went thought- back. He went back there too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck me. So this article in two, in February before we had this recent draft had the Brewers at twenty eight in the farm system. Yeah, I think they went up to twenty fifth now. So like, I saw. really is our the is our fifth and twelfth? Was it fifth? No, it's. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I That'd don't be think the that would be a it. gift for. Well, you only get them for half a year though, so. Would you he's, just, he's, he's not going to take that much, I guess, because he's just a, he's a strictly a rental. He's not getting what Machado guy. He's not getting that. The only way I would see the Cubs taking an offer like that would be Bryant saying, "I'm no chance of resigning here, so you better get what you take, or better get what they offer you, and you take the best offer you get." Because otherwise, he's saying it, there's no chance of them signing him signing with the Brewers. No, if if <clears throat> if he went to the Cubs and said. I'm not gonna sign after in come free agency. Wouldn't that be like the smart move by the Cubs is trade him to the Brewers and then right. sign That's him back? That's what I'm saying. Like, well, no. If if say Chris Bryant goes to the Cubs and says I will not sign with you guys yeah. in free agency, yeah. So get you know like get your so best the Cubs offer are gonna, and yeah. the Brewers are the best offer, right? Yeah. That's the only way I could see the Cubs taking like a a low ball. And it's not a low ball offer, but it's taking an offer like that because I wouldn't say it's that Listen, great. I would do it. I would do it. Send those guys. Send them. It wouldn't I, It wouldn't bother me one damn bit. It'll either. probably suck in three years, and I'll probably – whatever. But yeah, but if you win a, a championship, then it is what it is. Then And it's all these prospects that have been trading over the years, none of them panned out. Like all the guys, you're like, oh, I don't know if I wanted to send Dubon somewhere like that. All right, average. Yeah, what is Trent Grisham still tearing it up though? He was having a damn good year. Not really, but that's more of a that was more of a big league trade. 
Like would you Brett, trade, would Brett, you trade uh, for uh, Kyle Gibson? Brett Phillips has been just terrible. Gibson? I See, though, that that's one of those guys I wouldn't overpay for Gibson. I think he's a nice arm to add, but... Would you I, trade for Zach Davies? No. No, absolutely not. C.J. Crone, yes. That guy said it in the last clip there. He said the the people, the pitchers who, like, flirt around with the edges and, like, get away with walking people in the regular season, like, they implode in the playoffs. Cannot do that. Davies is the definition of that player. He's got nothing. What's he going to do? What What are you trading yeah. him to bring him here for? Like, what? I mean. I think he's had a decent year. Well, I know, but he's not probably better than Eric Lauer or. No. I mean, really, I I really would. And I'm I'm a big believer in just going to get like hard throwers for playoffs. Who's one guy that solidifies a World Series? Well, Chris Bryant. I think a Chris Bryant, um, that left-handed closer for the Orioles, that Fry. He's got like an 081 ERA, and uh, um, I. So if there's one position you go. You're going to go offense? If I was going to solidify a World Series? I don't know if it's going to be the offense. I mean, I, I think they will make a move offensively, but I don't think it's – it might not be one of those players that you're just like, wow. Like, I, if they add an arm like that Fry from, from the Orioles or somehow a Max Scherzer does happen, I mean, you you, you get Max Scherzer, you got – literally, I'd, it would be the four horsemen. I'd have a damn shirt made of that. But we'll never see a staff like that ever again. No, that's that'd be unheard of. And I, that would, I think, that trade, a trade like that, would put you way over the top. That's, yeah, that's your that's your two options. You go, you double down on the thing you're great at, or you fix something that you're bad at, and I think it's first base. Pitching wins in the playoffs, or really, if you had uh, Max Max Scherzer, you'd have four possible Cy Young winners on one team for one year pretty lights out i mean fuck the dodgers i seen a uh, we gotta wrap it up seen an article today they were saying uh is she dying she's she's going to sleep one prediction was they think uh willie or freddie peralta will throw a no hitter this year second half well taylor's pewter's getting tired so we're gonna put him down let him take a nap all right good night go bucks go bucks